and welcome back to Geeks Inherited the Earth for our giant-sized annual one-year motherfucking anniversary! Yeah. We did it, guys. We did it. They said we couldn't do it, and we did it. Started at the bottom, now we're here. I'm <laughs> a year year. old. A year old with, a no- with another host, too. So let's go around here. I'm Absolutely. JC. Hey, I'm CK. Mike Deep. Jamie Skull. And we are a year old now. We can almost legally vote. Wow. And definitely can buy alcohol because there is a bottle of champagne on the fucking That's table. Right. It's a oh, celebration. Wow. I really thought they were fucking around with me on that. Like, we're going to pop a fucking cork. I'm like, oh. It's happening. Oh, it's fancy. It's happening. It's fancy. Look at that. Wow. And what a year it's been, man. You know, a lot of this has taken place in 2020, and I don't want to highlight that. But, you know, in this year that we've had, we've had such awesome interviews with people like Rob Paulson from Animaniacs. Mark Ashworth from Stargirl, oh, one of our favorite awesome. shows. Uh, George Boozer from X-Men Animated Series. And what a journey. You know, we've had so many so many episodes you've enjoyed doing, and we appreciate you guys being here with us so much. Uh, you know, now we've evolved uh, to completely uh, independent status. We are indie. It's a cool and thing st- to be is indie. Mm-hmm. Be indie. And still kind of sort of have to deal with Lionsgate for more cool interviews. Well, that's right. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, we've got brand new channels on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. And we're going to be bringing you so much future content uh, with, again, our new host, Jamie Skoll. Make sure you're subscribed to our current one, which has our new logo that Mike D here made. Oh, thanks. That's fantastic. Like, you know, the Geeks Inherited the Earth Comics Code version. Yep. And, um, man, go back to some of those interviews, too. I mean, Rob Paulson was so fucking cool. He literally wanted to call Mike back and talk to Mike more. And he did. I feel like a better person from having spoken with him. I do. I I, I do too, man. That guy was fucking legit. And George Booza, like, it was cool for us because we broke the news to George Booza before Disney Plus came out. Oh, that's right. He had just started the convention circuit. And he did not realize Disney Plus was going to pick up the X-Men animated series and had not really completely figured out why he's on the (laughs) convention circuit. (laughs) So we did get that moment of realization from George Booza, which was not scripted. It wasn't bullshit. We were like, you know, that's going to Disney Plus, right? And you hear him go, oh, (laughs) it was such a nice fucking stellar. I told the stories about Elvis and shit, too. Was was Booza Elvis or was that? uh, Booza was talking about Elvis, yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ed Asner too we interviewed him which is legend legend, legend. Wow, man. and he would not say that I've got spunk <laughs> he actually was so disappointing to me in a way but it was beautiful not in like a bad sad way but I was like okay I just gotta hear him say you know the old Mary Tyler Moore line of JC's got spunk I hate spunk and he literally fucking opened the damn interview with us I got spunk I love spunk and I'm like uh, you do realize that word has a different meaning now <laughs> <laughs> he was in a news article a couple of days ago, and I freaked out for like a millisecond because I was like, "Oh God, he's died." He hadn't died. It wasn't bad news I just or anything. Saw but him like, in something too. It was something about something. Uh, he it? finished filming episodes for Doom Patrol or not Doom Patrol, but something genre wise. Yeah, it was. It might have been Doom. Patrol. I thought it was Cobra Kai that he was in that I Maybe, saw him in. But he is something Doom, that we're watching. He's, one of these shows. He's in Doom Patrol right now. I just meant like the stuff that they've. That they filmed recently, he's doing too. But yeah, he's in Doom Patrol. Uh, he didn't even know that too. Remember we brought it up to him. He's like, "I'm in that." <laughs> Speaking of Doom Patrol, man, I you know what? Let's get to that in a minute. I think there's something we need to address. Oh yeah, absolutely. So some of the big news that happened since we've been gone. Obviously, the uh, tragic loss of Chadwick Boseman from uh, this planet and the MCU as a whole. It's what really a kick in the balls, man! I felt a straight levels. kick in the balls to that. Uh, this is where I knew we had been too long from recording because mm, right. uh, people at work, you know, because like, three of us are working in the same place, and people at work were coming up to me at work going like, so who's going to be the new Black Panther? I mean, you guys from Geeks and Air, you guys will fucking know everything. I'm like, 
dude, the dude just fucking died. I mean, how like it was like mm. fucking. What was crazy was okay, he dies of cancer, right? And Marvel had, controls his insurance, so. They've got to have known. That to was a Baby Yoda point. level secret, man. Yeah. I mean, I had no... He looks so vibrant and healthy. You know what I mean? Just a shock. Just a fucking yeah, shock. And, and what an head. incredible actor and a nice fucking guy, but... Yeah. Legend. Legend. The fucking... The question is now, like, for the purposes of our show and the listeners is, who... The king is dead. Who is mm. going to be the king? Who's your theories? Is he getting recast? Or is he going to be the hopeful fan favorite of Shuri taking over? Because she has been Black Panther in the comics. Yeah. I think this is a no-brainer, natural situation that it needs to be sure. They yeah. had to have some sort of plan. They had to have. They've got to have had case. a backup plan. But, you know, the, I, the saddest part about that story is I remember seeing that he was planning on starting training for Black Panther this month. Um, and he, so he, he was, was planning his, like, on what, making like, it. Like mid-40s, early 40s? I think he was like 42? 49. No, I don't think he was. May not that old. I thought he was like 42, maybe? We normally have he this was, shit. He was in his 40s. Yeah, he's in his 40s. It's such a fucking young age to die of such a horrible disease, but who's yeah, going... Not 42. Don't recast. I'm, my vote, do not recast. Do not recast. Role. No. I don't know. I, I got really drunk and watched the trailer for Tenet, and I was 43. like... 43. Mm. 43. Oh, okay. Fuck, you barely older than me. Uh, fucking... I, like, my I, age. I got drunk and watched the trailer for Tenet, and I'm like, he could be Black Panther. And then I felt horrible as a human being <laughs> for saying anybody could be T'Challa but him. No, it's, it's him and it's forever him in my mind. And I mean, yeah. that that role burned so brightly and he owned that role so much. It's really, it's like, um, it's like Stark. Uh, it's where the actor now does such an amazing job that the comic character actually becomes that version of the character yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Well, and when Civil War dropped, everybody was like, ooh, Spider-Man, 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 Spider-Man. I was like, fuck you guys. We're getting T'Challa. Yeah. Like, was awesome. I was way more into seeing Black Panther on the fucking screen. Two humongous parts of the Marvel Universe there. Black Panther and Spider-Man? Jesus. And Black Panther was <laughs> so, so inspirational, people. You know, just culturally what that meant to so many people in their hearts it, it it meant something to me to see how much it meant to so many people on that level um wow just inspirational yeah well it's left its mark it's, it's that it's movie so, will ever so, have left its mark on the fucking so can it be anybody but shuri it can be mbaku it could be mbaku because he's held it too and i can see him contesting the crown i could see them both doing it that's what well that's what i'm saying there has too. been multiple black a Panthers war for before. the black panther let's let's look at it on a metal uh studio disney level this is an opportunity for them to move a female character into such an amazingly prominent role that they, I mean, on that level alone, they've got to do it. Uh, if yeah, you go I'm to Twitter and just put in hashtag Team Shuri, they're already pressing online. Oh, man. I mean, now you're getting... I want it. <laughs> what, what that would <laughs> Me too. mean to, you know, even further culturally speaking, uh, what it means to people in the hearts, that would take, what you know, a, a character for little girls and, and have that, I mean, I, you're better aspect on that than yeah. I am but uh, it seems like it could further just continue to inspire people beyond that oh 100% having an African American female lead in these is a, a golden opportunity and one that you're you're telling a story through people already know Shuri so to t- it's not just like a random thing it's a journey for her and to bring everyone along with it it's, it's going to be a great story if that's what they go with yeah I agree 100% now how do you how do you deal with uh, his unfortunate I have uh, death? I have my fan theory of what I hope happens you because it's been very heavily rumored across Disney camp, and we've been waiting on an official confirmation, but people that work, and this isn't one of those, we got this covered things, people that work in the camp have said, oh yeah, that's going to be a thing all the fucking, this whole fucking anniversary episode, uh, we got this covered, I forgot to keep telling you to fuck yourself and die, this is going to be a reoccurring theme, but uh, 
There is a lot. There's been reports, and we all know it for the last year now, that uh, the director wants Namor. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Awesome. For sure. So if they did an off-screen death... Start it with the funeral. Yes, start it with the funeral... Blame it on Namor mm-hmm. and have it has a race to the king. Is it is it going yeah. to be Mbaku? Is it going be to be Shuri? Is it going to be, be Namor? That's what I like. Oh, and I'm, I'm hoping they go with that because you know the working title for Black Panther two that leaked was Two Kings. Mm-hmm. I mean, like let's let them fucking Do it. instead of it being Namor versus T'Challa, let it fucking be a battle royale because it would give one of those epic third act team up moments, which. Would be cheesy if not for the death of, of of Chadwick, you know. But having them come back in his fucking name and honor to go kick the shit out of Namor would be so dope. I want to see that movie right now, actually. I know, and <laughs> you, can, you can even go a little bit deeper with that, where Namor is kind of the foil. There is a bigger bad. Uh, I think Namor really has good. to be there a foil go. because I think that we know we're getting Namor. We know we're yeah, getting Namor. Make a Namor movie. Kevin Feige has spoken very openly about his need for Namor yeah. in these movies. Like he wants it bad. They want Namor in these movies, and uh, I think it would be better for a foil because Namor is kind of an anti-hero. Yeah. He has played every side of the book, mm-hmm. so having him as a That's foil, true. they get drum roll, please, new Loki. Yeah. And now the the way what they did with smart, Loki, they smart. can do with fucking Namor. Oh, it lets you introduce smart. a big bad that's a lot worse, that's uh, more powerful than they can possibly. You know what you could something. you could do uh, what they did with Thanos is like you know Thanos was sort of spread out his build was spread out across separate movies. They could tie Kang in with this. They could well, have Kang, Kang, is Kang manipulating the, shit to work. Kang is Namor in the rumor to, mill for Ant Man three for the villain too. Right, and you could have Kang manipulating shit, which is why he kind of and, attacked. Wakanda, perhaps. Well, Kang is past the rumor mill at this point because they... they I love Kang. They, Kang's a great fucking villain. There's been images that are casting calls that are, 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 and like ideas that are clearly Kang. Hey, everybody out there, if you don't know who Kang is, it's Kang the Conqueror. Just go ahead and Google that. I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Look up Kang the Conqueror. He's got a blue face. And uh, he, he's basically a time-traveling badass. And <laughs> I don't want to spoil it or anything, but uh, the choice... For Kang the Conqueror as an actor, I don't know. I know a lot of people aren't watching Lovecraft Country, but uh, well, a lot of people are watching Lovecraft Country. He is amazing in that show, and uh, I'm trying to trying to think of his name. It's just CKpedia. I know. I feel uh, <laughs> he fucking brain wrecked it. God damn it! I'm looking at the count. We're not even 11 Tried fucking minutes into this, and he's the CKpedia already unusual. fucking failed. Well, it's, late. it's late. It's, it's late. late. Yeah, it's we're late. doing late this night very late. I'm creatively late. tapped today. This is the last big push. <laughs> I was so prepared for this I don't have to worry about fucking up but otherwise little things like that might be a mistake if I try to go into it I feel like but, at this point I'm a broken record because anytime somebody says cast somebody I go John Hamm just fucking right. John Hamm. <laughs> here's the thing though so by casting uh, dang by casting the guy from Lovecraft Country the guy from Lovecraft yeah. oh god this is gonna be edited Tick. to death um, we'll keep, we can fix it in post yeah, fix it in totally. post yeah, the, the old Conan O'Brien joke that never actually happens. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. And then you see Conan just stare at the screen. <laughs> Jonathan Majors. Oh, yeah, Jonathan Majors. I could not think of his name. Yeah, he plays Atticus in um, Lovecraft Country. That's, that's, that's a name we don't know, though. Just to say yeah, Atticus from true. Lovecraft Country would go. be a lot he's, fucking he's, better. Yeah. He's relatively new to me, but he's amazing in that show. And they're already setting it up by... Basically, because they're, they're talking about doing... You're bringing in Kamala. You're bringing in all these teen Avengers with... Uh, Kate Bishop, Hawkeye. Mm, smart. So you do realize that Kang the Conqueror is Iron Lad 
from the wait, 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 what are you talking about? They're bringing in Kamala and all this other shit. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, we're getting Miss Marvel, the TV series on Disney Plus, and then Kate Bishop's Hawkeye series. Oh, I thought you were talking about some like movie casting shit. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the Disney Plus lineup, which we have to get to. You can introduce Iron Lad. And Iron Lad eventually becomes Kang the Conqueror in the far flung future. I think that Kang could the, be the kid from Iron Man 3. Kid, well, the kid from Iron Man 3 could be Kang the Conqueror. Shit. But he's not black. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I keep forgetting that that's a mask that Kang wears from time yeah, to time. Yeah. So, I mean. I honestly you just totally forgot Iron that Lad. was a mask. <laughs> yeah, it's a mask. It's, it's easy to forget. Totally You've forget never seen with fucking out it. No. Speaking of Marvel. Um, so a WandaVision trailer came out. Wow. Oh, God. I've been, wow. I have literally not spoken about this to people just so we could do it on the air. I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> Motherfucking slaps. As a yeah. Holy uh, shit. It, it's all over the place uh, at first when you, the first couple times you watch it, like, what the hell is going on? It's fucking weird. Yeah. In the best ways, weird. It's kind of the refreshing thing I needed to see Marvel putting out at this point to know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, okay, there's a few things about this that need to get addressed immediately. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Number one, uh, Wanda has lost her husband, survived, you know, the the, the snap and all this shit. You know, and then, you know, back. their connection is one of the most emotionally rich parts of all of those Marvel movies. What mm-hmm. those two characters share. They, yeah. they didn't do a good job of really unfolding it throughout the movies, but by the time Endgame rolls around, you see how much they mean to each other. Yeah. It's very fucking important. And I, I, I'm wondering if this was something that they edited out or were waiting to do, because, you know, it's like the, the never-ending 15-year plan, you know? Like, I know we've... Uh, all waiting for the show have all made the jokes of you know what you know Kevin Feige's probably sitting there talking to his kids in case, in case something happens to me this isn't gonna be a a Martin Game of Thrones situation and here's the next 30 years of Marvel oh, right, right. you know like I, I'm yeah. wondering if this was something that they, they realized they missed a beat on I don't give a shit either way but Wanda if you look at her story through the MCU is one of the most tragically fucked characters that they've done I think and and until Endgame came out Captain America won the fucked life award and now that it's over I mean there was only two lives that they could not bring back you know well you know well there's a second Gamora that's dicey but they can't bring back you know Widow they can't bring back Vision and so she's one of the most overpowered characters at all. She has no idea what her power level is. They've not addressed it in the Marvel Universe. So far, her powers in Marvel has been... Okay, so here's what's weird. I I went back after WandaVision and I went to YouTube and just typed in, you know, Scarlet Witch MCU powers, right? So if you watch uh, Age of Ultron, she has, like, hex magic clearly and manipulate minds, but she has the pew-pews, but in Civil War, it's just nothing but, like, brute force... Mm. And you know when you well, let's clarify what is the Scarlet Witch's powers. She has chaos the, magic, the ability yeah. to affect probability fields That's very it. specifically. Yeah, which means she can make the chances of anything occurring one hundred percent. Yeah, so and she can literally affect reality however she feels fit. It's kind of like uh, see her long shot and oh long shot Domino yeah. and Domino God, Destiny Domino. all kind of fall in that same category of that probability manipulation. Yeah, she has more control over that. Like, yeah. theirs is like an innate field that's on. Yes. She can literally. Well, dominoes especially. Like, mm-hmm. uh, well, long shots is luck primarily. It's both. They're both passive. Right, but like Domino's is just you know shit works out. <laughs> you know, like she's like, lucky. She gets lucky yeah. every time. Oh, the best description character. of Domino's powers that has ever happened, and I've been reading Domino in comics since her first fucking appearance. The best description that ever happened was in Deadpool two, when she's like, 
I'm fucking lucky. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very true. It's hey, even Rob Liefeld gets one in every now and then, you know? Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. if you throw enough darts at the well, you get a bullseye, but you still can't draw fucking feet. <laughs> <laughs> so I broke the trailer down, the ah, yes. Black Widow trailer, and I noticed uh, a lot of things. Black Widow trailer? The Black Widow trailer, Lord. Uh, the <laughs> the WandaVision trailer. I'm so excited to talk about this. I'm skipping over myself. <laughs> the WandaVision trailer, um, and I noticed a lot of really key things that are happening in that to explain things a bit better. Before you dive into it, can I give my... my on this and then you do yours yeah uh the wandavision trailer does definitely show the creation of the multiverse without a fucking doubt or her psychosis is going that bad i think it's the multiverse because we know that she is in the second doctor strange movie we do know that that we also know that the villain for that is nightmare Mm -hmm. and we have sam raimi directing him and the events of wandavision are a prequel in the way that it closes into the second doctor strange movie they confirmed that at d23 last year yeah so that's why I think this is full-blown multiverse after everything that we saw. I honestly think that her power definition is going to get retconned a little bit, which I think is for the better, to chaos magic. And I think it's going to put her over in Doctor Strange country. Because we also know that we still have, uh, what's his fuck, that, uh, oh, I can't think of his name, uh, from... He's going to be the villain in three. He Mordo? Was in the first. Mordo, thank you. Like, Mordo, we already know, is the villain in three. He's going to have a background story in it. Doctor Strange 2 is shaping up to be a blockbuster game changer yeah, for Marvel. And WandaVision is the lead into it. So that's why I'm saying, like, when I'm watching that trailer, hey, it's heart-wrenching. Like, if you understand yeah, their dynamic. <laughs> this is a woman with literally infinite powers that has been through war-torn countries, experimented on, destroyed, used as a murderer. Even when she joins into the Avengers, the only person that she can relate to is a fucking android because she doesn't even feel like a person. And now he's dead, and they get to see all these people come back after the endgame, and they're just back, and her husband's fucking not. So they get to see all of these happy people. They are definitely going down the path of her mind being shit wrecked with infinite fucking powers in the guise of a 50s sitcom this is fucking genius oh no it is it goes even deeper than that I think there's what, what have you got there's what, what I got so yeah what do you got <laughs> right, so yeah. I, I did it frame by frame and really took time with this thing it's insane um alright so we see in the trailer that there is a woman uh predominantly in many scenes uh named Agnes hmm. um she is like her next door ah, neighbor yes, yes the Play, nosy neighbor from yeah. the sitcoms Oh, and you gotta you gotta love the little sound effect the first time that it oh, shows yeah. her in the background. It's bewitched. Oh, it's yeah. first, is that bewitched? That's exactly yeah. what I well, thought. It's, it's like bewitched. The first like, show is yeah. like bewitched. Yeah. Like she's she like does something like this and it stuff floats. You just like she's fucked my brain. WandaVision has a sitcom as based. Oh yeah, bewitched. First, oh, you fucking geniuses. The fifties one is so. This gets crazy. So what's happened is uh, seemingly Wanda and Vision are in this town, and Wanda is affecting this town. And the reason I know it's a town is because there's a shot where it so shows S.H.I.E.L.D. and Darcy from Thor standing in a field looking at yep. what appears to be a giant bubble. She's created she's created a dome, essentially. It's kind of like under the dome. She has taken this city, and I, they can't get through. You see uh, Marie Rambeau, or is it Monica? Monica. It's Monica. Mon- they send Monica in. Because we've seen photos of Monica, the actress playing Monica mm-hmm. Rambeau with Darcy and S.H.I.E.L.D. It might be and In the trailer, she's like on the ground and like waking up. Yeah, well, she gets flung out of the, the bubble. So she's what like, she's done, <laughs> S.W.O.R.D. or S.H.I.E.L.D. has sent her in. Ah, uh, nice. Oh, yeah, and, because the, the S.W.O.R.D. is now a thing over right. the... the uh, 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 The Nick Fury thing. Yeah, yeah, S.W.O.R.D. is now a thing. Nice. So totally this, is, about this that. is obviously a multiversal incursion. I think that she's just probability affecting this place and made it a pocket universe. 
And this is not the first time in not only Marvel, but comics in general, where somebody will go crazy and walk a city under a dome and just shit's going. There's been so yeah, many what stories. What was that so. damn crossover a few years ago where they locked everybody in the fucking dome? Pleasantville? Pleasantville. No, it was, it was like... No, it was, it was, it was like Secret Wars. Or right after Secret Wars when they did the Kobik thing. Yes, yes, That's yes, that. Yes. That's oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, I, uh, I, had, uh, I kind of got that vibe from it, yep, though. Yep. Like, I, I, th- I think that they're pulling a little bit from that kind of idyllic Pleasantville because it was uh, that whole arc was based off Pleasantville yeah yeah I guess that's why it, it made me think it's of it. also based on I don't know if you ever read the Vision run just Vision yeah. Tom King, oh, King. Yeah. Tom King this, this yeah. the Tom, the Tom King Vision thing is dripping yeah. all over this, this and if you've never bad. read that that's actually collected now it's and really wonderful that's yeah, guys, one of the absolute, no absolute best fucking so collected great. 12 issues self contained story Tom King Vision we're all recommending to you right now go look it up was that the only person that was depressed when they found out that this was going to be a limited run and we weren't Gonna get a fucking monthly. You event. know, not not me. I would rather tell a good tight story and wrap it up yep. than have things I languish. I like being wrapped up in a little package and being a story. Yeah, I don't. Like I was hoping they do something like 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 Mylar <laughs> does with Kickass, and like every couple of years you volumes. get like another oh, fucking yeah. year Fantastic. of Vision, the family. Uh, you know, uh, volumes of a story. You know, I, I do self contained. Like I can agree with, but I just wanted more like sequels. I guess mm. like well, self contained sequels. Yes. What's interesting is it appears that that the the nosy neighbor is the aberration, and she's either uh, under the control of likely look we have we have probably nightmare playing into the end of this but i'm thinking that this has got to do with Meph- mephisto because a lot of the stuff with her has to do with mephisto that's where her chaos magic comes from in the comics she literally mephisto sends a witch named agnes or agatha harkness oh yeah 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 agnes um, oh, <laughs> now now keep in mind. I don't want to interrupt, but keep in mind the MCU version of Scarlet Witch. Her powers were fused to her through the Cosmic Cube experiments right. with um, AIM. Yeah, uh, but uh, that does AIM? open. Was it AIM? Was it AIM? No, it was no, not it AIM. Was, it was uh, uh, Hydra. It was Hydra. Hydra. Yeah, but that does open up the door though, because if it came from the Cosmic Cube, hence space. They're, if they're going something like Mephisto or Nightmare, maybe they tapped into They just that drained his power and, and stuck just, it into her. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like a fucking syringe. Right. So she is a, a, a wanton vessel, uh, the Agnes character even, mm. uh, trying to... Because, I mean, Vision says... Who, she, he's like... Or she's like, why are you... She says, am I dead? And he says, no. And she's like, but you are. Yeah, and she Ugh. and she starts cackling. Oh, um, <laughs> chills, chills when that happened. <laughs> if you haven't watched the trailer for Wandavision, <laughs> do it. Like, do it, do it, do it, do there, it. Uh, the other <laughs> night, if this I is the s- angle that Disney Plus is going to do, though. Oh, yeah, with this level <clears throat> of experimentation with shit. So that 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 it's Twilight Time song that's playing in mm-hmm. that. There's an episode of X Files that has that in it. It's season five. I can't remember exactly what episode. Now the, now the, the CKPD works. Yeah, now a lot of a lot of the stuff from this episode. So I was just watching X Files. I'm getting caught back up and just watching it over again. And like two days after I saw the Wandavision ep- uh, trailer, I saw this episode. And some of the stuff happening in the episode happens in the Wandavision trailer. So it's a cool mm. little callback. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Wow. Do we, uh, who's directing this? Oh, you know, I don't know. I don't either. I don't but you know really what? Know. I, 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 we don't have to one, go to one division specifically. It's, yeah. I would. It's a series, so you'd imagine it's got to be a group. Yeah. But uh, if you watch the D twenty three thing last year, which we was like our first when we started up here, mm. um, they did talk after the reveals. They they talked to, you know, uh, you know, I can't think of the actress uh, Elizabeth Olsen. I think. Was yeah. It? And uh, who dude that plays Vision? I can't think of his name. 
Uh, Paul, Paul Bettany. Thank you, CKpedia. Now you're working again. His, we just had to restart him with the promise of champagne, and now it's working because it's our one year anniversary. But uh, they 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 got him on the carpet after the announcement, and they asked Elizabeth Olsen, and like you know, he's. I already forgot his name. Um, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. <laughs> you know what the fucked up thing Fucking is? Jeffrey I, Chaucer. I knew it was Paul Bettany before and we started recording, but I rely on CKpedia. You know, it's like having cheat codes. I can just rely on CK. You just look over him. What was that? This is why every time we go to the movies, I sit beside CK because anything I have a question, I can just rib him. And he's like, I got you, bro. Well, see, <laughs> ingest, large ingestions of spice causes the brain to become more computerized <laughs> and also uh, for a long life. Uh, better health. This about we're going to talk about <laughs> Dune later. It'll be a callback. It'll be a callback. Is this a call forward? Call yeah. forward to yeah. Dune. It will be a callback. And, uh, but uh, when they anyway, when they interviewed her on the carpet, she said that uh, they, they were like, "So what's it like doing a TV series?" And she literally nodded her head and went, "This is an eight-hour Marvel movie." Yeah. <laughs> and you saw Paul Bettany go. Oh yeah, this was intense. Awesome. And like they did, awesome. they did just in the first round of principal filming. So, WandaVision was one of the shows that COVID barely fucked with, because like you know, um, the Winter Soldier and Falcon got fucked with over you know that it's like seventy five percent done. And well, they got yeah. fucked with over what, like a earthquake or some Prague. Show? Yeah, there was something going on in Prague. Yeah, and like they they did go to finish wrapping it. It's done now. Yeah, it's done now. And WandaVision, they've just said now is is done, but they're yeah. waiting to release, which is going to be an ongoing thing in our giant size anniversary of. Oh, yeah. The fucking Marvel release date schedule because yeah. it is all fucked up now. It is. They pushed them back, so we got Black Widow's next year now. Yeah, you know what? All of specifically, we've yeah. talked about um, part of our anniversary celebration is bringing in our listener questions. Yes, yes. Oh, you know, oh. and this is one I want to give a shout out to Mr. Christopher Seaton on this very same topic. His his thought on this was yes, uh, Black Widow, amongst other Marvel movies, has been delayed. And at this point, um, do you just start putting them on Disney Plus? I think that's a great question. I think Eternals, yes. Black Widow, no. Hmm. I think that if you want to test the new model that's happening right now, and I don't know what the numbers were for Mulan, I don't think they were probably. They are shit because holy, that's a we'll hit that later. No, apparently. But uh, have you ever seen dog shit and garbage have a competition to see who can come faster? Because that's basically the reviews of Mulan. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty rough reviews. Uh, but so the $30 premium thing, right? If you're going to put that on something and you want to sell is Black Widow. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Okay, I disagree and I'll tell you why. I mm. god. Imagine the billions or millions, not billions. Sorry. No, we've made billions with Marvel movies. It's happened. Is that going to I don't want to see as many years as they've tried to get a Black Widow movie made for it to go to fucking Disney+. I, Plus. Want, to I want to fucking see that in the theaters. I know. We deserve it. We own it. But the Eternals, put that shit on Disney+. I'm, Plus. I'm fucking just, put it on I'm there. I'm talking about monetarily. Hmm. I don't monetarily, know what, no one's going to go fucking see the Eternals. Put that shit on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. Well, you know, the, the funny thing about Return on Investment is I think Eternals is a far more expensive film than Black Widow. We have, oh yes, absolutely. I mean, like, it's like, the, it's three hundred million dollar movie. The cast alone, yeah. That's that, that's that's something that you don't. I think they they take a chance with Black Widow because of return on investment, not because they give a fuck. You get what I mean? Because these are corporations, and what have we learned? What have we learned this year about corporations, but guys, if, that we didn't know about if, already? Okay, mm-hmm. and if it wasn't Black Widow, specifically Black Widow, we've wanted a Black Widow movie since the fucking yeah, Avengers. One, we don't care about our feelings. Oh, no, I want Jamie's <laughs> opinion on this seriously, because we've got our girl geek resident here. 
as a female fucking fan of this shit, would you be pissed if she gets shortchanged to Disney Plus? Uh, I really... Everything to do with COVID kind of... I, it's a day by day thing for me. So as far as movies go, like I I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I saw a couple of people post on my Facebook that they had gone to the movies. I didn't realize the movie theaters were open. Oh yeah. And so I don't know. Um, you know, Black Widow's cool. I like Black Widow. I want to see the movie, but um, I, I mean, I could wait. Till theaters are safer, I guess. I'm not going anywhere personally. I'm not going to go to the movies right, right now. Um, I would watch it if it came out on Disney Plus. Well, they moved it from November because they realized that the, the spread of COVID isn't going anywhere. Right. Right. So they've moved it into well, I think early I summer of next what year. What I'm saying is like, would you rather wait to have a full theater experience to see a Black Widow movie? I mean, like I said, I like Black Widow. I'm not. It's not like Wonder Woman for me. So, right. I Fair. mean, she's, a, she's cool. I'm I like way Black more Widow. of a Black Widow fan than I am Wonder Woman, so like, um, I want the big screen. I don't experience. care to wait. I also would probably watch it if it came out on Disney+. Plus. That's what I'm so, saying. I don't care. Like, either way, I'm like, fine with whatever they decide, because so, I'm not like dying for this movie right now. It's a right. secondary you question. When originally, when they tried to put that piece of shit Mulan remake out... You know, with no Mushu, and she has no hero's journey, and they say everything is chi. It's fucking chi. If you guys haven't watched the Mulan no songs. I have never had an interest in watching that live-action movie. Okay, so you know the whole hero's journey from Mulan? I've seen that cartoon hey, movie Hey, can I just time. say fuck the live-action animation adaptations anyway? Yeah, just watch the real. fucking cartoon. Fuck just watch things. the show. It's you not know? a good one. And I liked Mulan, but I was older... I just I only saw it one time I, so I, don't, I really don't know much about it I love it, me some Mulan to be honest uh, our, our, our friend Crystal actually has a Mulan tattoo that's cool like, like it's it's a, such an important it. movie to a lot of people and then when you take out the hero's journey and the fact that there's clearly bisexual characters and shit in it and you strip all of that away and go hey look magic panacea she has G like oh god it's garbage but originally they were going to say $30 with Disney Plus you could get it if I had Disney Plus just to pad the money to get a Black Panther sequel I'm mean, a Black Panther, a Black Widow sequel. I would pay the thirty dollars because that's what I, about what I'd spend in the theater. Would you pay extra money for theater prices to be able to watch it at home I'm, in 4K? I'm going to straight up be honest with you. I probably would wait to watch Black Widow after it came out on streaming services, no matter how it comes out. Right. That's just how much I. I like I said, I like Black Widow. I love her as a character. I've read some of the comic books. Um, I do like her, but I'm. She's not a movie that I would spend that much money to go see when it comes out. She's not a movie that I would spend that much to see if it comes out on Disney Plus. I'm gonna wait a few months when it comes out on a streaming service. So we have. I'll pay five dollars to stream it. We if have it's one that'll pay a year old. One that won't. Mike Cody, what do you got? I you know I'm gonna have to agree that I am not. 100% super excited about this. I do want to see it. I think one thing that affects me with that is the continuity. Like, she's dead. Yeah. And yeah. this is a flashback. And to me, it's something that's interesting. I don't want to see it. I'm not super excited about it. I would I would wait till it's on streaming. Um, you know, I would buy a ticket for it and see it in a theater, of course. But I'm not super excited about it. Nor am I super excited about Eternals. Either one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, know. like, I, mega I, high. Does anybody have a no shit idea about what Eternals, Eternals I actually but do. CK? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Right as I asked, I knew Sorry. CK is going to be like, I it's, want it. It's such a weird that choice weird for me. Shit. Dude, it's, it, uh, every time somebody mentions Eternals, all I can think of is Mean Girls. Like, it's fetch. Don't, stop trying to make it work. It's not going to work. It's, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what it you is. You really got to do some cool stuff with it. Yes. But you can. Yes. Okay, but conversely, though, CK might have a point because I was in that camp that 
that wanted Guardians when they announced it, and yeah. none of my friends did. Mm. And we saw what they did with that. So maybe Eternals could be example. their space opera. Sweeping historic tale through time and space. Speaking of space operas, you wanted to hit the Dune trailer, I believe? I think I did. So, <laughs> Denis Villeneuve's Dune trailer was released. And um, this was the worst anxiety I've had waiting on a piece of <laughs> media of my entire life. I've been waiting on like a good Dune movie to be made for years anyway. I, I, I do like David Lynch's Dune. It's awful and ridiculous, and he even he hates it. But oh, like know. very vocally, yeah. he hates it. What? Let me ask you this: If you could slap a percentage on it, what percentage would you say uh, that has with accuracy with the books? Was it like dramatically different? The David Lynch mm-hmm. half fifty. All right, all right. Half, like half, and then half. the other half is insane. <laughs> That's okay, not well, shocking. We, we, we did say David Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like Yodorowsky's attempt at Dune. He couldn't make it then. It's the most important movie that never got made. It was probably ten percent Dune, and the I've, rest I've was just quote, him being that, crazy. The most important movie ever, never made. I, I've read more than one quote similar to that. This is this is a big deal. Yeah. So, Denis Villeneuve. Uh, who's one of the most visionary directors of our time that did Blade Runner 2049, which is absolutely gorgeous, even if you... I mean, actually, I like it better than the first Blade Runner movie. I I'm not going to lie. I <laughs> really did not... Okay, I did not want to watch that yeah. because I skipped it in theaters, mm. and you told me that you liked it better than the original, and I did not want to watch it because I didn't want to tell you that you're right because <laughs> I have to do that way too much in our friendship. <laughs> and I got smacked-ass stoned and watched it, and it's it's... It's better. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better. It's, uh, it's not so even good. a contest, no, really. No, it's a much better acted... Uh, I mean, it doesn't take away the importance of Blade Runner as no. a movie, but let's be real, like, there was some janky-ass cinematography in that shit. Well, it's and, not even just that. It's a uh, bummer. I mean, like, it is... It is it's not uplifting. It's it's not like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo depressing, but it definitely is in the same theater it's, playing. It's moody, <laughs> though, and I love it because of that moodiness. I can turn it on and just drift. And David Lynch's Dune kind of has that too, but man, this Dune, God, man, I mean, we're talking like high up there in the percentage of the accuracy to the books. Maybe not all. I mean, okay, okay. So, so I know nothing about Dune, yes. and I've never read the books, and I never watched the old movies. Somehow, hmm. I don't know why, because it's so, it seems like something to be right up my alley. But we watched the trailer, and I thought it was really cool. I was like really into. I was like, I think I, I, I really would like to read the books before yeah. I watch the movie but oh that's a bible size like i think that's more pages in it than the actual bible (laughs) yeah like i'm not joking when i say like it's but i've always been one of those people i want to read the book before i see the movie kind of thing it took me a year to read that book that was my entire seventh grade the only thing that i read was uh dark tower drawing of the three and dune and that was a year (laughs) of my life well, I think you could probably suck it up easier or quicker now. Soak it up. I mean, so what do you think of the trailer to new fans, though? Like, I, let's hit the fucking. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, that's so, a good point. Yeah. I mean, it, you you mentioned that that you 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 know, Dune. You even if you don't know about it, it's like okay, sandworms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Desert planet. This guy is important. He's like the messiah or whatever. And the chosen people. One. There's a crusade where a family is fighting another family, and that's where it goes. Um, we've talked about before at length about how Star Wars. Uh, mm was very influenced by Dune. And I think at this point it's not even at length. I think it's ad nauseum yeah. for us. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but it's awesome. I mean, you know, even the Sarlacc being a sandwich, right. essentially. And, but this is important. This is an important book that spans across the ages, really, of, of different people reading it through time. So a new fan watching this trailer, I feel like they had to bring the star power like they did. 
They they were like they're literally three quarters of fucking Hollywood's in this goddamn movie. It's crazy. Like we're not going down the list because we've learned from historical things in the last year of this show when we go down casting lists, people go to sleep. Yeah, but it's fucking everybody. Just really. look it up. It's Timothy Chalamet and Josh Brolin and uh, fucking Javier Bardem. I mean, it's insane. You could have just cast on. Josh Brolin. I'd watch it. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean these these roles are expertly casted. Uh, Denis Villeneuve has a vision obviously going on here. I mean he's shooting it as a three hour piece and then a three hour piece. So the first movie is the first half of the first book. The second movie is the second half of the first book. Oh, okay. So he's really, you know... And so I could just read the first book at you first. Could read the, yeah, the first half of the first book. There's a place okay. I know it's going to stop. I know where it will oh, that's end. That's doable. I could do that. Like, I mean, because there's a three-year jump in the middle of the book. But this, the cinematography is gorgeous. The ships are the ships from the, the way they're described but in the book. New, but for That's new awesome. fans, like, so this translates? I Yeah, totally. I mean, the, the, the trailer's setting it up. There's a there's there's this guy, and he's suddenly important, and your father is moving to a new planet, and your father runs this, this planet, and it's showing shots of the crusade, and it's got all these stars in it, and I feel like that you're just enamored, even if you don't know anything, know anything about it. You're like, what the fuck is this? Well, a three and a half minute long trailer about this shit that I... The desert, and people are fighting? What's going on? This goes to a segment that me and, uh, uh, and Mike and... You know, Jamie and you were talking about before the show of sell me something that I might not like. Right. And sell me Dune as a concept over that trailer. Because my theory on it was I've read the book and I've seen the David Lynch movie. It's been a long fucking time. My thoughts on that trailer was if you know this shit, you're getting what you want. But if you don't know this shit, it's massively confusing. It is not a good trailer to new fans. I think that... I didn't feel that way. Really? I didn't feel that way. I thought there was a perfect narrative through it. Like, this is... We know what's going on. Yeah, I could like, tell there like, was a clear. There's a fight happening thing. between these families. Here's what the trailer says to me: Game of Thrones on Tatooine. Yeah, no, no, bang, bang. That's it, right there. Yeah, yeah. That's so doing... that's the message sent to me, and that seems pretty <laughs> yeah. clear. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, and and very adult. It will be very adult. It seems very serious. It seems yeah. like one of my favorite things in sci-fi. It's taking it incredibly seriously. It's not holding yeah. your hand. Um, there's probably not going to be any jokes in this movie. I wouldn't imagine. No. Yeah, nothing silly. It was no, some I think levity. The, I think yeah, levity. Because if you've read the book, I mean, there is some snide comments. Everything like they're Timothy, not. Or, I mean, the, Paul and Gurney. They're they're interactions. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like that, that. Patrick Stewart and the. Uh, well, Paul and Gurney had like a almost a buddy cop level of conversations yeah. through Dune. Like, they were the only real people not taking this shit seriously. Well, but, and Duncan Idaho, who wasn't even hardly in the other stuff. Are they the, like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of Dune? No, no, they're more like the <laughs> Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi of Dune. Oh, okay. I got his uh-huh. reference. I didn't get yours. Oh, well, it's a Shakespeare, Shakespeare reference, but there's yeah. a movie based on those two characters. Timon and Pumbaa, JC. Okay, oh, thank you. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. Got it. <laughs> so, 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 so that's your cell. Um... I, I didn't so know how to did, say it. So is COVID uh, killing the release for this? Because we oh, get, that's a good I do want to stay on the uh, this for a second, just to bring this back to the original question oh, yeah. here. Is COVID killing the release for this? Or? I think that this movie com- is supposedly coming out December nineteenth or twentieth, twenty twenty. This uh, December, uh, yeah. I, my understanding is, this is a Christmas release that they yes. had the filming done before oh, COVID, man. and they've that's been doing right everything. on the line. So that could get pushed. It could hurt. It could be moved, or it could be the they Christma- only big movie of they Christ- 2020. They Christmas, oh, my God. They Christmas release Dune. We're talking Oscars, like Lord of the Rings level. This all. shit's going to go fucking crazy. Well, we don't know what theater capacity is going to be like in December. Right. And that when True. we're talking about big movies, if every single theater has its take cut by 50%, and even then, half of those people won't even want to go to theaters. Yeah. You know, it, and unfortunately, we have That's to realize here... 
that for every single Hollywood movie that's released, it's about fucking making money. Yep. But you're talking about in our country, and we are the most fucked. And overseas, that's going to rake. That is a Dude, that, very that movie's valid fucking very point. In other that is a very valid point. Notice like, that they use the word crusade in the trailer, not uh, jihad. Uh-huh. Which I mean, yeah, could they, you they've use been it? very. There's a lot of tweaking in that. But okay, so like my my thing is okay. We've got listener questions. A few of them that have mentioned multiple people have mentioned about COVID release dates. Mm, yes, um, you know we talked about the Black Widow and Dune seems to be unaffected. My thing is is for all the movies that got pushed back, are we going to be oversaturated over the COVID release dates? Oh, is there yeah. going to be any possibility for anything to succeed, mm. or could this be the death of the superhero movie genre when oh, everybody they're, drops? They're, they're, and it's not just superhero movie and genre. sci-fi. Yeah, it's, it's all it's or will, Gun, Ghostbusters, all this stuff is. Or is this going to be? Is twenty twenty one going to be the renaissance? to bring back oh. good fucking stories. Well, that's what I believe. Yeah. And I think once... This is not going to last forever. It might be a couple of years. But when it starts to be over, it, we're going to have a boom. Well, this, this, I mean, you can yeah. already see it happening with people that are just pretending nothing's happening. And, um, <laughs> well, that's but, just in our country, though. We're well, not going to yeah. be able to stop these releases forever when other countries beat it and we're still that's fucked. That's true, but I think that, you know, we might get oversaturated for a little bit, but people are going to be going they're gonna go oh yeah because they want to get the fuck out of the house they're tired of this shit and when it really is over and we're on the other side of it we are gonna have a big huge boom in every every aspect of our economy i think and art and oh, art. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm waiting on a new renaissance art, for this. Um, oh, a total new fucking renaissance is going to happen the Black after this. Plague led Thank to the renaissance. Good mm-hmm. God, we need one. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> look, if we've been stuck in this fucking pandemic, let's get some cool shit out of it. Yeah. So no, no, you guys, have, you've changed my opinion of it because I thought it would be oversaturation and the death, and now the way you're, yeah, yeah, no, this might it'll be. It'll come back because people don't want it gone. This would be DC people, rebirth, but for everything. Yeah. <laughs> People oh my god! It. People want that shit. Do you bad. guys? So something to bring up that's kind of crazy. Do you guys realize that for the rest of our lives we're going to talk about the time before and the time after <gasps> COVID as a marker? Yes. Uh, I, don't make I, me cry, Cody. I didn't realize that was a thing until today. It just hit me, dude. Because we've been making the jokes in my personal circles shit. about the before times a lot. I've not said that in front of my daughter. My daughter, who is ten literally made a comment about the before times when I could mm-hmm. hug people at the dinner table oh, and I was like fuck she, she's fucking 10 and she knows that alright alright you know what this is this whole this whole thing has been a little bit on the dark side I've got to admit it's you know it's 2020 of course it's going to be mm-hmm. this Next. is celebration come on one year anniversary alright all right, so I've got, I got use your question I've got so let's take this and that's my exact thought i got a listener question I want to ask everybody because oh, okay. this will totally uh, bring it around because it's something we were talking about earlier is what movie show game book world would you choose to live in if you could escape this one and this brings us out of the dark into the light as Mike has just pointed out beautifully uh, Jamie you've talked the least just so far do you want to go first I thought a lot about this uh, there's a lot of worlds out there um, and there's a lot of fictional universes and uh, there's a lot of really cool ones um, uh, I would have to give honorable mention to things like Lord of the Rings Legend uh, Rat Queens, which is one of my favorite indie comics, D and D style ladies. Uh, the Marvel Universe. I'll, I'll I'll give an honorable mention to this specifically because I remember when I was a huge Spider Man fan, and um, I took my youngest son to see the first Spider Man movie with Tobey Maguire. Um, mm-hmm. He was probably about three or four years old, but I came out of that movie 
wishing so bad I could be Spider-Man. I was shooting webs. I was doing all the cool stuff. I was a mom. So dude. you're a big Spider-Gwen fan, I would have Big Spider-Man fan. No, Spider-Gwen. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> she's like, yeah, fuck it. She's all right. Um, but, um, it's not wonderful. So, she's like, no, I fucking like Spider-Man, bro. I like Spider-Man. <laughs> I, was, I was like, man, I want to be Spider-Man so bad. And I was like, man, I wish I could be Spider-Man so bad. But I ultimately picked... Um, oh, well, I actually forgot to change my answer i picked harry potter universe so i would be i would want to be if i could be a wizard i'd have to be a wizard not a muggle in the harry potter universe okay i have to be able to do magic but i ended up <laughs> picking as my favorite um a chef a specifically a sushi chef in the star trek universe because replicators can't make sushi as good as i can make sushi oh <laughs> damn okay that's a slow clap <laughs> we'll call that out call out those replicators she just literally talked some shade right at the Star Trek number one. Get the sushi chef. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Uh, this is one that I was not prepared for, so let me uh, think on that and come back around here in a minute. CK? Eternia. Holy fuck, he didn't even blink. He was ready. <laughs> Dude, he was fucking ready. I'm built to be there. Like, the colors, uh, the fighting, um, uh, the, the honor, and the, the duty, and, and not the thing that everyone's thinking about right now I mean I like the, the aesthetic but it's not so much my bag baby uh, about the, if uh, you believe in love yeah which by the way I mean that's that's one of my jams but I mean I know I read it a lot I, I, I read I come off that way but I'm not but well you know what maybe I am y'all can just figure that out yourselves polyquestionary <laughs> no I really love uh, the idea of attorney I like the the art from the particularly the comics that came with the action figures oh uh, yes those uh, are so 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 much different. the landscape and the and the comic books I thought always looked fun Fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's it's and it's 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 otherworldly in the coolest sense. Crazy, and I mean, I guess if my other choice was anything, it would be uh, um, Frazetta's world, particularly Frazetta. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I need seventy-five abs. Wear only a loincloth and keep my death adder axe to get the attention of virile females. (laughs) Frazetta's version of Samaria from Conan the Barbarian would be Uh. mine. Like that's particular that particular aesthetic. That is very particular. Um, <laughs> I still think that my joke still holds for that. Oh no, it does. <laughs> I, just, I, I like that. I like the idea of uh, of hyper realism. Um, ah, it, that that's what appeals to me about that. It's it's ridiculous. I can totally see that about and it's you. Silly mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it's fun. And I feel like I just have fun like being a man at arms. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I can totally see that being oh, yeah. you. Uh, it, but if that was the case, I'd totally be Orko just following you around. Oh yeah, with totally. <laughs> like I, that's all I do. I would be a, a, a decent attorney and soldier. I don't understand why anybody, when they field this question, says the Marvel Universe, because like, they fucking blow up your cities like every week. Well, again, in the Marvel Universe, I'd have to have superpowers. I'd have to be a superhero. It's like you were saying with uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, a I'm wizard gonna, in the Harry Potter Universe, a yeah. hero so, like, in the Marvel so Universe. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. that could go two ways, though. Yeah. That could be superpower, but in the Marvel Universe, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon, which means Inhumans are canon, <gasps> and like Inhumans kind of get the shit into the stick on that. Well, I just true. realized something about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., by the way. Uh, they announced the Nick Fury series. Oh, uh, yes, yes. So, just put, saying I, that, it's happening. Samuel L. Jackson's playing in it. Oh, I yeah. don't know when it's going to happen. I Nick, don't know what, Nick Fury having a show is makes as much sense as Black Panther. Uh, Black, I keep saying that shit. Black Widow finally getting a fucking it does. movie. So, so, was there a Nick Fury movie planned and they decided to shun it over as a show? I guarantee it. Um, <laughs> it just well, feels we're like derailing. It. We didn't it's, finish. It's gotta be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, um, back to the... I tangented. Uh, mine stop. is actually going to be a Dark Horse 
fucking candidate because I hadn't thought about the. I, I've not prepared anything for these questions at all. And mine is a dark horse candidate. It would be the Shadowrun universe. Yes, Shadowrun. Bro. Yeah, because uh, I, I I love the dark noir aesthetic of technology and. You know, having these weird, like, underground speakeasies where you can have, you know, augmentations. I'm sure it's going to get replaced by Cyberpunk 2077 it's when it comes out. Yep, but yep. I mean, that game it's is just like, a Shadowrun game. Let's fucking be honest. Like, I mean, like, can we quit bullshitting ourselves and yeah. they just stole Shadowrun? But I would go for that because I, I like this idea of technological immortality and. You know, the, the, the ways that a good Shadowrun campaign or game goes is that the things that unite people to, like, do this horrible, like, hacking and murdering people is all based out of this noir tragedy, but they have a blast with it, you know? And, like, they're so... The laws are very liberal. Like, you can kind of do whatever the hell you want. But all you really have to do, and this is the best part about the Shadowrun universe, if you want to get out of it, is move out of the fucking city. <laughs> You know, you could just. So, would you live in the city or out of the city? I would live in the city unless my daughter was in that universe, and I would live out of the city after I've lived in the city to get the augmentations. And I would go take her out in the fucking fields like Hawkeye teaching his daughter shit. And then when she turns eighteen, we go back to the city with her, and we would fuck shit up like RoboCop and old Detroit motherfucker. I would be. I would be a street samurai for sure. I I love the Shadowrun aesthetic so bad. (laughs) I fucking do. It's just. There's so much weird shit in it, and you know, the, you the, the, the Japanese aspect of the you know of, of the fucking samurais that are in it. Yeah. And like, could you imagine walking around the streets of your fucking city? For those of you who live in Lincoln, like we live in Knoxville, this is a fucking city, but it's not like a metropolitan one, but it's still a fucking city. Adding those splashes of Blade Runner and uh, Dr- Judge Dredd, it's a fucking flying cars. There's people <clears throat> selling you shit. You can plug into the back How of do your I not head. I know anything about this. This sounds so amazing. It's an RPG. Oh, we're going I just to be, it up. Uh, be experiencing. I just it if it you fuckers I'm... do a shadow run campaign right. without me I fucking disown all of oh, no, right. we have to do this we're uh, making make a note making a note Shadowrun campaign yeah we need you know what we need to get a hold of Boston and stream that shit oh my god it'd be fantastic but I've decided mine what is yours there was a something I was trying to get to on the surface and by the way all of your worlds are shitty and I wouldn't live in any of them they sound horrible not even mine even your there's too much conflict shit blowing up even with wizards I don't want to be a part of it I said Star Trek you oh, don't yeah, want to eat you my did, sushi? I apologize. You did switch to Star Trek. Sorry, no, actually, Star Trek is perfect. Oh, yeah, because yeah, nothing blows up in Star Trek. They haven't blown up planets my whole point or is interstellar he, he war. He wants to eat sushi when I make it. I, that is true. But I would even live on Earth in Star Trek because Earth on Star Trek, in nice. Star Trek is money. Has That's been like, blown they got their up in how many movies? No, but it's fine. Man, it's, a, it's, it's still a shit to... blown up universe. You can't say Star Trek's not a shit blown up it's, universe. It's pure true communism in the best way possible. It absolutely works. They got it together. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I'm a lot Federation prettier rules. than Neelix anyway. Oh, I that's, love Neelix. I love Neelix. <laughs> I'm a lot prettier than the Borg, so I'm going to stick with that. Not six of nine. Not seven of nine. Seven of nine. <laughs> yeah. six of nine. I said six of nine. You guys couldn't... <laughs> six of nine is hot, guys. Even not seen six of nine. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Much different than seven of nine. <laughs> nice. All right. All right so what's yours? There, what's there's, there's something I was trying to get to scratch on the surface. I couldn't get to it, but I finally did. Uh, Studio Ghibli. Oh man! Which, which movie what? you might say? Any of them? Oh, it's fine. What Any a lovely them. world! What? Well, I'm changing it's my nice. answer now. It's nice. Everything is nice and pleasant and beautiful. So, what, what, and is this? what is this? Miyazaki's Miyazaki movies. movies. Miyazaki uh, movies. Um, uh, it's a wonderful, away. wonderful place to live. And Princess uh, Mononoke. Oh, Mononoke is pretty harsh, actually. No, I would go for something more like Totoro. You know, let me chill in a cabin on a hill. Maybe some cute characters. So your ideal delivery service or your idealistic plan is a utopia. 
utopian retirement plan? Like, you're yes. just getting the fuck out of all of this? Hey, 100 down. fucking percent. I could Absolutely. be a sushi chef in that universe. If I have internet access and, like, uh, postal service, then 100 fucking percent. Dude, yours is so pleasant. That I love tranquil it. Japanese countryside. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of it. Somehow there's an abandoned place near you that Ooh. has ghosts in it. I could don't know why. It could be a little adventure it's if you spirit, want to go on it. Spirit bathhouse. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there could be anything I can make there. sushi there, too. All right, so we're doing two episodes Beautiful. of our mm-hmm. giant size anniversary. So before we have to start trailing out, because we've got a little bit of time here, uh, there's a... Uh, a user question or user question shit the listener question we fight for the users <laughs> sorry <laughs> I got stuck in Shadowrun god damn it I really have not stopped now thinking about Tron. Shadowrun and now yeah Tron I would live in as well but I would oh, have yeah, to be the villain it's... that controls everything so I could make everything Shadowrun because everything is Shadowrun after Clue goes down yeah I'll live in Tron uh, there is something that uh, 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 Mike and Jamie Skull here just schooled me on their ridiculous amount of knowledge about to the point where I feel like a horrible geek uh it was uh, a, a listener question of uh, what is the best saturday morning cartoon theme song and whoever who submitted that, that that's a michael shibley from uh, the man in the arena podcast guys fun. oh if you like uh, if you guys like uh, sports uh check out man in the arena michael he covers shibley pretty will much educate every sport. you entertain you and this is his question uh, I, w- I was actually yeah, I, was, I, w- I was in his fucking wedding i love that guy like i go. absolutely fucking love that man check out that podcast if you like any of that shit i didn't understand that mike just said <laughs> he wants to know what the best Saturday morning cartoon theme song is great question you know what we spent what two hours last night going down the rabbit of all this we want to do a whole show on this it's such a great such a great question there was so much content that we can literally do a whole show on this but we have to separate what is Saturday morning from what is the after school little action block that we've had and that's important because half the things I would be on the Saturday morning show was not so CK, Listen, what, what's yours? What's your CK? Li- listeners, if you did not know that there's a separation for that, I did not either, and got a 15 minute lecture from both of them explaining to me why there is a fucking difference. It's, important, I, it's an important. Situation. I have to uh, fact check mine probably because I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure that mine uh, was a definitely started out as a Saturday morning cartoon. It's an old Hanna Barbera classic. Probably uh, did all Hanna Barbera so, classics were Saturday. Okay, yep. that's what I thought. Every fucking one of them. Uh, it's the Johnny Quest theme. Yep, sure was. Nice. <laughs> um, Johnny Quest. Theme. Thanks, we're so, oh, sorry, that's yeah. totally different. Old ska band song. That shit rocks. Also, the Reverend Horton Heat did the best version of that on the Saturday morning cartoon. Yes, That soundtrack kicks ass. I've actually seen Heath do that live. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He actually opened up a fucking show because he didn't realize that everything was on and that's what he was playing. Oh, yeah. And the band just went in and did it. It was fucking Man, that song rocks. And I mean, it inspired like the what way that, that I listen to stuff. Called that because I had that compilation. Saturday morning greatest hits of Saturday morning cartoons. Or Saturday morning cartoons greatest hits. I think it was that's covered it. I think that by was it. Yeah. a bunch of modern bands. Yeah, it was kind of like punky punky bands. No, it was a bunch of punk. It was, it was a bunch of punk bands. Yeah. Yeah. The same people that did the short music, uh, short songs for short people. Because Hong like, Kong Fu was on there. That's the first time I've ever heard. We looked up Hong Kong Fu last night. The Ramones did Spider Man. That is kind of problematic now to go back and watch Hong Kong. Number one. Oh, super totally. Guy. Yeah, we were watching it going. <laughs> like, kind of, like, a lot. Well, it was Scatman Crothers. That was Scatman Crothers? Yeah. And not only was he the voice of Hong Kong, he did the theme song. Oh, yeah, because he's talking like yeah. that. Number <laughs> one super guy. Anyway. Okay, so. That was not our favorite. TV was <laughs> not our favorite. <laughs> uh, what, CK, what yours was. was the, um, Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest. Okay. Johnny what was yeah. the dastardly races? Oh, uh, uh, wacky races, races, dude! Wacky races. I'm taking wacky races because that 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 theme song slaps. Wait, the the theme song or stop the pigeon? 
Because Stop the Pigeon was in Wacky Races, the the no no the fucking the theme song, the the, the, the fucking the, the fucking like fast okay, bass drum that, beat okay. with the string section. Just want to make sure because that yeah, song yeah. is the Stop the Pigeon huh. thing is super popular too. I'll, I'll, I'll take that, or I will take uh, the theme song from Camp Candy because I could play it when it happened when I was a kid, and it would make my parents leave the room immediately, uh, and then I could watch whatever the hell I wanted. So it was like a subversion tactic. Like it was. So that's your honorary mention is Camp Candy. I have one too. But oh I'll, yeah, let's I'll, all do an honorary and then you fish all like uh, that. But if, if there wasn't animated, I gotta go with Saved by the it's Bell. Animated. It's, it's, animated. it's animated. It's animated. It's animated. But it has to be fucking animated. <laughs> well, mine, mine, listen, going with well, listen races. when we have our Saturday morning discussion, we will include not animated. There, there we go. go. There so we go. No, okay, so we're gonna do a whole Saturday morning oh, episode. Oh, we have yeah. to. Oh god, I want to. We got eat cereal while we do. She has like four pages of notes that says yes. That's a whole episode. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, Mike's not lying. I just love that. We'll each get a box of our favorite cereal. Oh, no. oh, oh yes. this is happening. Yes. Uh, I'm, yes. I'm, 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 I'm calling Booberry. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Shit. You better buy it now, though. You so don't have many months crush. left. Uh, my honorable mention. What do you is mean, many months, man? Many months left uh, to get uh, Booberry because it's yep. seasonal. Seasonal. Yeah. It's yeah. seasonal, artisanal, local. Uh, <laughs> monster cereal. <laughs> it's seasonal, artisanal, local monster. cereal It comes cereal. from our vegan brewery, or right? <laughs> do we make stupid little fucking bats out of it? Holy shit! Bat. <laughs> so my honorary oh. mention is uh, definitely the Speed Racer theme. Ooh, oh, yes. good one, Speed good Racer's one. Good. I was gonna say Gigantor, but it just keeps saying that name over and over. Again. You know, apparently every fucking candidate I had is not a Saturday morning show, but a late block after yeah. school. It's real crazy. Jamie, what you get? Worry. Um, you know, I I think I'm gonna go with the classic Looney Tunes theme. It oh, yeah. is so, so classic, so good. It's and iconic. We listened. That was the first one we listened to. Mm-hmm. Was it the ragtime one? Yeah, and they and they have different Ooh. versions of it. They update yeah. it differently over the years, but it's so great. And um, the second one was my favorite. Of there's so many that are so good, and um, there's so many that we found out were not Saturday morning cartoons, and were actually afternoon yep. cartoons so um, I think which means we can't cartoons. use the classic Danny Elfman Batman and I'll give my Ooh. honorable mention to um, Gummy Bears oh, oh that's yeah. a good that one. song is that's a good catchy. one bouncing here, here and there, there and everywhere high <laughs> adventure that we all can share <laughs> they are the gummy bears and I want to use fucking duck tails and that's not, not a Saturday, Saturday morning show because that was in the block mm-hmm. if you that said that I remembered pick. it no that's, that, was, that actually would have been my top pick that was Disney in the block with Tailspin yep. and Chippendales Rescue Rangers tailspin see the with, thing is Tailspin was on act, um, no you're right Shirt Tails was on Saturday morning cartoons see the thing is Duck Tails would be the greatest theme song ever written ever woo Oh, we have our closing music now. I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. is pretty <laughs> fantastic. That's my favorite theme song. But anyway, of all time. we'll definitely talk about all this when we do that Saturday morning. Yeah, what, for sure. Mike, Mike, what Absolutely. you got? Yeah, yeah I totally. have. Um, I had two. Uh, one of them spectacular. It has a, a couple of different versions as well. But the GI Joe theme song. I mean, come on. He transitioned yeah. that into the movie theme song, where oh. it's it's it, half Cobra theme song, and you ever heard that? And yeah. then it transitions back. It's anthemic. It's heroic. Um, it tells you everything you need to know right there. Not Saturday morning. Absolutely, it was. It transitioned into both. It yeah. started on Saturday morning and then moved into the action block. Yeah, they came out in the It existed before the action block ever was. Oh yeah, for sure. By all means. But man, that movie theme, that Cobra part. Oh, so Cobra! Cobra! 
<laughs> Very sinister. It's Cobra. And then they ride it up into the, the G.I. Joe part and it ramps it up. Awesome. Yeah, dude. So that, good. It's so good. It's honestly, I mean, it, it pumps me up even now when I hear it. I'm like, oh, I'm just filled it, with patriotism. It literally gets in my head all the time. It's such a cool it's song. So good. Now, I, I had a first choice, but it doesn't count, unfortunately. Uh, we were Aww. listening to this stuff None and I was like, like fat Albert theme song. Are it was you so shitting good. me? We both this were like, is damn, amazing. this is a 10 out of 10. That bass then, line slaps, oh, it's motherfucker. So it's such oh. a legit song. And, and then, then all then, of a sudden, here comes Bill Cosby. Oh, dude, dude, dude. I'm like, oh, disqualified. Oh, just, Shit. 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 Uh, Disqualification. No, no, so. no, no, no. We can't mm. have that. DQ. 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 So, I guess it'll be G.I. Joe. Hey, kids, Oh, man. I was so into it into that. So it's a lot, Bill Cosby. Yeah. So we've got one last question on this episode Cosby. before we do our part two. Which, since this one was the one that got kind of dark, and then another one we're doing all the crazy shit. Well, we picked it up here at the end. You know, we got the Saturday morning. Is, uh, what are the shows, comics, movies, etc., that have been getting you through 2020? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I think that's a fucking fantastic question because it ties together the happy and we've hit the dark. So this go. is well, a great closer. Look at you directing. You're a yes. director. We thought about this earlier. Uh, that's a lot. I can't tell if that's an insult or yeah, a lot. Of so I think it would be great if we each say maybe our top three things top for each of us. Top three. I'll go last on this. Oh, last. yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll just go yeah, ahead. Uh, go for Chip it. Zdarsky's Daredevil. Mm, you've um, you've spoken nice. so highly of that. <laughs> I mean, it, that guy could write a phone book, and I would read. Yeah, it's he's awesome. So like, good. He's so fucking good. It, it, it is. It's really consumed me uh, this entire time. Like just getting caught up with it. And, could you and sell the the story pitch for this for people that aren't reading it? Uh, it's, dude, essentially, it's Daredevil the TV series. All the good stuff with that mixed with the best of Daredevil from Marvel Comics. Wow. So it's like Frank Miller run Daredevil. It's got Elektra in it. It's got Frank in it. it uh, the way that. Kingpin talks is Vincent D'Onofrio. It, I mean, the way he oh, says, yeah. he, like in the in the book, the way he's written is like that. He goes the way he says Wesley, like you just awesome. you hear it. And it's like a, like so I mentioned cool. earlier, when an actor causes a comic book role to be that, that person, yeah. and that D'Onofrio one fucking hundred percent did. D'Onofrio completely recreated Forever. everybody. So the Kingpin is the mayor of New York at this point. He's no longer the kingpin of crime. Oh, that's right. And people are noticing that it's softened him a bit. That's kind of like though when, when fucking cool. Lex Luthor was doing through his little yeah. hero I want to say a side note a real hero. quick. Um, he just ordered a uh, kingpin figure, yep, yep. which is amazing. Well, and I'll yeah. tell you right now, the minute I saw it, I pictured Vincent D'Onofrio's awesome. voice. Wesley. Awesome. It's a great figure. Anyway. The way he says Wesley <laughs> just runs chills all over. Wesley so how far in is this run right now? 23 or 24, I think. Uh, are there collected stuff that oh, yeah. our listeners can sure go to the shop oh, and buy? There's so six issues of anything past. Yeah. There's a collection. There, there's there's yeah. three volumes. I've, I'm not just asking for listeners. I want to read this. No, yeah, you, <laughs> you do. You do. You guys really do. Um, let's see. The Age of Sigmar Warhammer stuff. I got Ooh. a few of those. Um, cool. Started painting those models. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, I really, really, really love them. I got the uh, Eden F. Deepkin, which are like these, uh, they're almost like Atlanteans. They're mermen, cool. who, like they they ride big fucking sharks into battle. I want to like, see some pictures shit. of this shit. I'll show you. I'll okay, show you. It's, it's fucking rad. Um, I mean, I, obviously, some of the models I can't afford yet because I mean it's Warhammer, and some of those things are like three hundred dollars for a model that you got to oh. paint and put together. So oh. uh, <laughs> I like how Mike just looked up like challenge accepted. <laughs> and, and the other thing that I'm honestly, about to start my first one. <laughs> um, I really took up the. Uh, the uh, collecting again 
helped me through a lot of this, uh, nice. particularly lines of things where I could get action figures, where I had something to look forward to coming in the mail. Yay. You know, something a little I can present to yourself. To yeah. Something that, that's like a warm hug from your past self. Like, oh, I needed this. And you get that you get that rush of uh, adrenaline when you're about to open the package. Like, is this going to be as good as I wanted it to be? Will this figure rock? And the G.I. Joe classified line has been that for me. This, oh, God, it's so it's good. It's brought me back. And I mean, now it's their premiere line. It's the hardest thing to get from Marvel. They're, it's they're, on fucking fire. All the best pieces of a G.I. Joe. Uh, all the best pieces, I mean, of Marvel's current, like, I mean, not Marvel, but um, Hasbro's mm. current lines of figures. It's the invisible pins. They've got the, the, the best articulation. They're yeah. putting together the best decos. Uh, and it reminds you that these, as far as our, this is something toy companies I don't think realized back in the day so much, but this is something these figures show is that we think of these and remember these as characters. These aren't just yes. action figures or toys. These are characters that have personalities that you remembered and these show uh, these figures definitely reflect that. Oh, they do. The boxes reflect that, yes. which I thought was amazing. When, oh, they, when awesome. they make a globulus when I'm buying it. And, and, and fucking go <laughs> figure. I love globulus. I know, you, <laughs> I'm allowed to have a fucking you are, favorite. You God are. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Mike was weird. like, you fucking paltry bitch. It <laughs> just, well, because, if, if this was a video podcast, this would have been a zoo. It would not be leaving Mike's face right now. Instead of panning to Jamie to see her just agreeing but still laughing at him. Of just, I said glob. He's like, I got to fuck yourself, poser. <laughs> Cobra Law. He's, he's a little weird. He's a little weird. Cobra Law, motherfuckers. <laughs> I ate a lot of acid watching G.I. Joe the movie, and it makes globulus look cool. I want an articulated globulus. Hey, yeah, that's it's fair. fair. It's fair. I mean, but yeah, this line <laughs> has really reinvigorated my, my need for collecting. And go figure. Wow. If you made six inch G.I. Joes, they were going to sell this this well. Guys. I know, right? I mean, it's outselling. Uh, you, can't, you can't get them. I would like to apologize it's, to Target employees on behalf of the entire G.I. Yeah, Joe community. Man, just for, I just want to put that in there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> and sorry, I'm, also, sorry, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. And also, for those of you who haven't listened to previous episodes... Our great episode with another interview with our dear friend Bill from Comics Exchange uh, yes. would like to remind you, as behalf of Comics Exchange and Geeks and of the Earth, fuck toy scalpers. Yeah, yeah, they're the worst. Every one of them. Don't you like how just throwing that shameless plug for Comics Exchange in an old episode <laughs> to fuck toy scalpers? Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> but yeah, you. I mean that's my three, and I mean that's really what helped me through. Other than uh, clean living and uh, exercise, get there out there go. and get your sunlight. Uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, meditate. Um, body, mind, and spirit, baby. Awesome. Oh, God awesome. damn it. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but I'm actually hugging Cody because that was fucking sincerely sweet. I live like that a was fucking wonderful. monk through this shit, dude. I can like do like quadruple drop kicks. It's it, insane. You, you learned drop kicks and I learned how to put vodka into weird food. <laughs> I'm talking about the quadruple drop kicks. Did you know you can, can soak your ramen in vodka so you don't have to drink it? Ramen and vodka. Yeah. Oh, my I God. I, did I totally did that. I've heard of ramen marinara sauce before. I mean, uh, vodka marinara sauce before. Oh, no. Not, I just uh, made the ramen and then poured vodka into it and put marinara on top of it, mixed oh, it up. No, and, hey, yeah. it's a celebration. One year. Mike, what do you got? We're going to go around the table here. What do you yeah, got? I'm going to carry That's actually great. I'm going to segue uh, here with exactly what uh, Cody was talking about, action figures in general. Not G.I. Joe. There's so many lines that they're pumping out. They're so, so high quality. I lean towards Transformers myself, and uh, one thing that's been getting me through is getting into something I've kind of gotten away from in the past, which is painting and customizing figures. Transformers is my specialty, and I've really gotten back into that here recently. I'm looking forward to getting some more of that content up on our channel, so look forward to that. Uh, DC, show, uh, DC shows in general on HBO Max, I'm so glad they're moving those over. I've wanted to see them, and now they're coming over. Doom Patrol's amazing. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, to watching all of them. Harley, uh, incredible. And something I've been trying to do in this time is uh, the word levity's come up. I've really been trying to get into some things with with the humor. 
What We Do in the Shadows. Holy crap, I fucking love that show so much. Uh, Kirby Enthusiasm, we're going back and watching some oh, of that again. Yeah. Always good. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, we've been touching on. There's so much to watch. You know, lighthearted stuff that kind of takes your mind off of some of these things. And uh, with comics, uh, Joker War, obviously. And again, you know, Hickman X-Men storylines, particularly Marauders. That one's the one I keep coming back to, man. Marauders is fire. It's love it. It's fun. It's fun. It's got so great fun. spirit to it. Uh, it's the one I like the most. Yeah, yeah same that's, here. Uh, that's my stuff. Um, I um, live with Michael, so a lot of our stuff is the same. <laughs> that's true. Um, but um, I would pick uh, all the things he said. In addition to that, um, the first thing that happened during quarantine uh, was I got to play more video games, which I'm a, I'm a busy mom, and so I cook a lot, I work a lot, I I run around town a lot, and so I don't I don't I previously didn't get a lot of chance to play a lot of video games, so I got to beat um, the Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I know is an old game, but so fun to beat that game and just start being more of a gamer um, that the amount of time I want to be a gamer I gotta give you credit for this because as your friend the way that you have hyped up like making time to play this game you have hyped it up so fucking hard that I'm proud of studios the the studio that made it Crystal Dynamics oh it's great I'm playing their other games over the way that you hyped up this because like I I had no idea that they were this great I loved the one before that and um, then I've got another one I can play that's newer it's still old but it's newer and so I'm gonna play that next Shadow Shadow of the Tomb Raider yeah. is the newest one. They're all really and it's still good. from like 2018. Well, yeah. I, I, I played the I one beat that, that you two played. years that's, ago, Jamie. <laughs> I'm behind the, on everything. That's the only one that I beat, and I've realized that my Xbox Game Pass had expired. I got really pissed off because like, I want to go replay this. It's so good. It's, it's, it's fantastic. The play, the dynamics are great, which reminds me, actually, it kind of, a lot of it reminds me of um, Ghost of Tsushima, which I'm actually current on a game. I'm playing that now. Beautiful game. Absolutely love it. But um, Stunning. I have gotten... It was Michael's suggestion for me to get Animal Crossing, and I mm-hmm. have loved this game. What a peaceful, happy, non-violent, <laughs> sweet little village game to play to get your mind off any heavy, dark stuff. That was my. That was one you of the things I did too. You just go in, and you're like, everything's great, and your neighbors are funny, <laughs> and just they're so out. silly, and <laughs> so it's cute. a silly, cute game. And oh. I mean, I love it. I'm the kind of person that changes my outfit every day when I log oh, in. Oh yeah. And um, and then I have to say my third one is going to be um, uh, Stargirl. Stargirl blew oh, my yeah, mind. Man. I loved it. it. Um, week it to week, so hanging on to the next episode. We mm-hmm. couldn't wait. I love. And actually, on that note, I liked. I like having a week to week form. I like mm. having to wait a week. Oh, yeah. Depends on the show, but we're we're going to do part two after this, and we've got to hit some of those stuff. <laughs> one in particular, I yeah, think the that, big one. I think yeah. that waiting a week is a is a is, is let's sit and marinate, and you can. Think about it before you watch the next one. So I really like that a lot. I don't. I'm not much of a binge watcher unless it's an old thing like Dragon Ball Z. And on that note, you fucks are going to have to wait a week to hear our next episode, part two of this. It's been fun so far, but let's go ahead and oh, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. Fucking <laughs> that's staying in. Turn. That's staying I already in. have the ender for this and the segue. Oh my god, I'm kidding. All did that. not. Did not. Right. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Not on the list. Uh, for geeky stuff was uh, I went back to hardcore playing music and uh, started a band and shit and like, that was awesome. good but um, that's, I'm not putting that on the list because it's not like nerd stuff um, I've got my nerds. big one which is my ender but the other two also uh, the DC app shows that's uh, big on my list Stargirl, Doom Patrol. I, I just finally started watching Titans. I had missed Titans and Swamp Thing and some of the other shows in there. Harley was amazing cover to cover. And right now, the only 
stuff I'm watching outside of, you know, binge watching all the shows on Netflix before the peacock takes them away, you know, so get my last you know, rounds with community and Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, Parks and Rec's going away soon. So like that I'd say my first big one on the list was binge watching shows that made me think of happier times, like How I Met Your Mother, Parks and Rec, stuff like that. That were just friend ensemble shows that could remind you. Like, I call it friend porn. Like, some people have to go look up pornography to get happy, and I look at groups of people in a room, and I'm like, I remember the before times. (laughs) So, like, that's definitely number one for me. Um, Number two... um, honestly has been preparing for this show because some of I know that sounds weird but some of the stuff that the the three of you are into that I'm not into when I had quarantine time down I got to start to get more versed in and I I, kind of got the understanding of some of our, our, our listeners of what it's like to learn about new shit and I actually went through and re listened to all of our episodes during quarantine and anything that the, any of the three of you had mentioned I got I, I started looking into and I got into shit that awesome. I didn't know that I was ever going to get into I love that <laughs> so that was really cool a personal <laughs> index of us yes. yeah you know I got I got to access the CKpedia through <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> but the third one and this is the cliffhanger uh, the big one for me was Final Fantasy XIV yeah. online, which you guys have heard me talk about all year. It is the most impressive MMO I have ever played, and the big reason is is that you don't have to play it as an MMO. It, it, the main campaign is a story player game. It is a complete story. You can play it solo. You can play any class. So you, you make the one fucking character. You can play any class. You can craft. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Outside of buy property to get a house for your free company, I love the fact because this is majorly like a, a like it's a it's a worldwide game. So you don't want to use words like clan or guild because they don't translate well. So they called you know what we would call it like clan or guild in the story games like a free company. And uh, you can't get a house in it. It's like the only fucking thing that sucks because there's a whole game engine to decorate it. And God damn it, we get online every day just to go, come on. They fuck that up. But uh, the the story in that game is better than almost any Final Fantasy game I have ever played. Hmm. And at this point, like when I talked about it on the show before, or when I talked about it on AFK, our friends, you know, Boston, Ryan, and all those guys, I gave it a good speech and gave it a good pull, but. I'm three quarters of the way through all the story stuff. And, you know, you could burn through it, but I don't recommend doing it. It's more fun just to go live in the world. And it's story-wise amazing. The graphics are amazing. The the fighting is amazing. And the guy that developed it is a man named Yoshi P. And he, and this is my cliffhanger, is going to be a very important part of the next episode when we talk about other things. It's true. I know that spoiler. I already know it. Yeah, he knows that spoiler. That's That's why I wanted to go last so I could do that. You like that? Like I'm trying to give us a cliffhanger? Love it. But, uh, you know, Final Fantasy XIV, it is a $14 a month subscription, but you have to bear in mind that these people... That had to be intentional. These people... Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, these people literally take that money, they listen to user feedback... They have improved this game literally 
weekly to monthly. Much like No Man's Sky, I might add. And that will also be in the Mm -hmm. next episode. So please tune in to Giant Size Anniversary Part 2. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, it's going to probably play immediately after this closing music and the intro music for the next episode. Also, if we did not answer your question this episode, stay tuned because we'll We'll answer it the next episode. Fucking tight, Jamie. Thank you. Jamie Skull with the fucking assist. Look at oh, that. Oh, from downtown. Boom. See you soon. Boom. So uh, uh, let's do our closeouts here. I'm uh, Thank you guys for one year of putting up with our bullshit and uh, still interacting with us on Facebook, messaging us personally with questions and shit, these listener questions and shit. It's not going away. Keep, keep we're, asking. We're going to keep doing those, but you know, please keep throwing them out there because if that's what you want us to talk about, hell yeah, man. We love you. You love us. We can love each other with our wonderful conversations online and on this show I uh, just thank you guys for one year of uh, dedicated sh- fucking being there it's been an amazing ride and we could not have done any of this without all of your support I love all of you I'm JC I'm CK Mike Jamie Skull out wait stay tuned for mm-hmm. part two there'll be drinks and champagne. food and ghosts champagne yeah <laughs> and, and, and ghosts of Tsushima <laughs> <laughs> Over land and sea.